0: host your host who despairs for for nearly a year then comes back like, like 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 one of those stereotypical fathers in 90s 90s movies right like Tupac's father <laughs> I'm back on the just review podcast the podcast where I the anonymous African. ...known as t nomas talks about art and how it fits into my life... ...and uh, how me as somebody who values the who who puts a high worth on art and artistic expression... ...how I see certain pieces of art. And this week, I want to talk about art pieces and how they communicate alienation and anime. Just feeling detached from society... I want to talk about how these art pieces do this and sort of what the lessons are in these art pieces and the reason why um, I've chosen this particular uh, topic for this week and there's a decent reason trust me and I will talk about that at the end of the podcast so without further ado i producing this high quality production. Jack, music. Jack, 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 it's jack, high quality musical effects, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sound effects, music, background music, uh, interludes. All of it shall be had. As today we discuss I Am Not a Witch, the 2017 movie, 2017 Zambian movie, which made quite a big hit. So anyway, without further ado, let's go! go <laughs> Okay, that was just the trailer right, that I decided people should get accustomed to before we start discussing this movie. Which I... I I thought it was going to be a documentary as I sort of looked at it on Pirate Bay and decided to torrent it. I'm sorry, I paid for it on <laughs> the necessary streaming platforms. Please, please do not pirate. But... Uh, yeah, I thought it would be a documentary. As you sort of do when you do an impulse purchase. <laughs> uh you don't do your information searches, so I came in looking for something informative. And as well because it's a Zambian movie. I could tell it was a Zambian movie just from the short Wikipedia description. And not many much african film right not much african visual visual moving art is uh creative right it's mostly documentaries about how horrible and terrible the continent is and might deserve some of that notoriety but uh still depressing as that is the the, the stereotype of african content you know you know more about your Hopo Chino Chino than uh, than the respective African uh, filmmakers that are out there. Because Hopo tells the dark and true reality. Someone's reality, really. So I thought I'm Not a Witch would be some sort of informative discussion about witchcraft. Within Zimbabwe Within Africa Within the SADAC region Sub-Saharan SADAC region Right Which is uh <laughs> Which is important Right Witchcraft Is um, I don't know what to say about it Because I do not believe In The sort of supernatural But it's so Evident Within African culture That the supernatural Does exist With uh which is another word for spirits, or just literal black magic, which um, a lot of people make fun of. A lot of people take lightly. If you've ever been uh, through one of those confession rooms, you've got a lot of diasporan uh, students in the UK claiming that they've used black magic so that they can fall in love or make someone fall in love. And it's just sort of mockery of something that people in africa are rightfully scared of right this is black magic is associated with murder black magic is associated with some horrible horrible things within zimbabwe within zimbabwe right there was a story in 2020 where an uncle killed his nephew uh Claimed that you know it was for black magic ritual. That's how feared and how devilish black magic is known to be. It's associated with those type of things. uh, uh, Another uh, piece of content that I want you to watch is uh, uh, I need to get this proper, I need to get my research done before I come here and ramble on the mic. But I it's by uh, a man I think he's on ZZ Media it's a story of schizophrenia right? as I type it on and uh, he talks about how when he was a child of course he had schizophrenia and people around him took it as black magic and took him to Uh, took him to uh, what we call ngangas, spirit doctors, who just absolutely tortured him mentally until he was able to sort of confirm some sort of bias that, yes, in fact, I have been cursed by somebody who uh, is jealous, right? Let me look for this right now. Myself. These were the voices of my haters. Sekuru's powers had him take over their personas. My role in this room full of adults was to then identify whose voice it was. Identification of the voice meant the owner of the cast would know they had been found out and the bad spirits would wither away. Now this is a story, of course, of how society understood this man's epileptic fit, but it also shows that society does look at things that it doesn't understand especially african society would take a look at things that it doesn't understand and use witchcraft and wizardry as sort sort of to 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 explain why these things happen why natural things might happen so it's very serious for these societies whereas we might know you know situations where somebody hallucinates or acts out of turn and or loses their the established sanity we might know that very neatly as schizophrenia some sort of disaffective disorder but for people in some countries right in people in some societies of these sub-saharan countries these are the hallmarks of schizophrenia these are the hallmarks sorry of black magic these are the hallmarks of wizardry which is things that should not be dealt with lightly so when we have a movie like I Am Not a Witch, right? It's saying something, right? It's saying something about how we class, how Africans, especially in our rural societies, classify some of these disorders that we have known to now have a natural cause. Right, and the effect of alienating people who have these natural uh, dispositions—it's unfair. And in this movie, I like that you always don't know whether or not she, uh, whether or not it's, it's crazy because they're all she's right. They're all she's all the witches. There's no wizard They're all shes And uh It's crazy because you don't Really ever know Whether or not They really are witches So as I go through That's just Just wanted to introduce a background Where you understand What this all must mean The importance of this Right This is a satirical movie, yes. In which... uh, If you are African... You certainly... um, It might... It might be humorous... for, For you... To watch this. But it also might be a bit scary. Because... The director does... Try and use the soundtrack is it's a very expressionist soundtrack right it's about stretching the bounds of what is normal you what is the normal use of a drum uh, the experimental aspects of uh, those string strings right whenever there's tension it just goes into a frenzy of really expressionist music arnold schoenberg <laughs> type, movie, type music it's very unsettling, if you understand the context. If you, yes, it's satirical. And you're supposed to, you know, it's, it's impossible. She's not a witch, but at the same time, the director does put a little bit of a doubt on you. So, the movie starts off. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna generally say the movie starts off with a young girl called Shula, right? and uh she just appears we don't really know anything about her right she just appears in this sort of rural setting she just appears in the path of this lady who is carrying a bucket from a from a water source and then immediately in an act of kindness right because the woman drops the bucket and runs Back home, Shula picks up this little girl, this little eight year old girl, I approximate. Eight year old girl picks up the bucket and takes it back to the lady's house who is hiding, you know, because she obviously puts the link between this ragged looking girl and, and wizardry, you know. To the point where she takes the little girl to the police officers and says, Hey, this is a witch, you need to do something about it. And where there's now a whole public interrogation Of whether or not she's a witch It's crazy A man (laughs) Literally crawls through The window of the police station To testify that Yes indeed she's a witch Now mind you now At this public interrogation There's maybe 30 There's a mob of 30 Who is very much interested In seeing the new witch in town And this very drunk man Obviously does not give A convincing (laughs) statement A convincing testimony Of whether this small girl is a witch It's very unconvincing Of course Hearing that statement you'd be like She's obviously not a witch But Shula the young girl Does not deny being a witch I suspect there's something wrong with her I don't know. I don't know this character, this main character Shula doesn't talk much. She never she neither confirms nor denies, which goes back to my point. Let me just search up what this movie is. Hold on. Okay, I'm back because I've I've, I've got my things in order. Hona Africa right it's a YouTube page you know an African diaspora odyssey sharing the experiences of Africans in the diaspora hosted by a guy called Lori right Law Law Rai something like that and and in it this African uncle has this 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 video called Muroi Indiani which is is a a, a Shona saying Shanas saying which which basically asks like who is the wizard who is the witch that's 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 the translation muroi indiani means who is the witch who is the wizard right who is it me and and then it's it's a story of his uh his uh, Journey with schizophrenia when he was young, you know. I've told you the story, of course, you know. Uh, but um, I think about Shula, right, and this, this this young girl who is mute, does not answer. She she seems not to have to understand the social ramifications of her silence because she's condemned by the silence. She neither confirms nor denies That she's a witch Maybe she doesn't understand What is being asked for her um, And What ends up happening is that She's a witch As the minister of culture and tourism uh, Mr. Banda right, Appears at the police station He appears with a spirit doctor who um, is going to perform a ritual to confirm or deny whether she is a witch. He's going to draw a small circle, right, and then kill a, a chicken, right? He's going to slit the throat of a live chicken, place the chicken within the hole. And if the chicken flutters around as it's dying... If the chicken dies outside of the hole then she is she, outside of the circle, then she is obviously a witch. Which is um of of which that is absolutely ridiculous. Cause there might be very natural explanations as to why one Shula is so quiet and why two the chicken died outside the circle. But that doesn't matter. That does not matter. That does not matter ladies a joke. But because everyone is out here to find a witch and alienate her. Because that's what they do to witches in this movie. In this uh, Zambian uh, universe. They alienate them. The witches become uh, a traveling band of workers. It's amazing. The witches become slaves. right? Because what happens is instead of flying off, because, you know, you would expect a witch to sort of fly off into the distance. <laughs> they are held in place, uh, supposedly by these, this, this, this very long rope, maybe? It's a kilometer long rope that is anchored to this sort of, uh, I don't know what to call it, this sort of pylon. If that's the word Engineers Please help out Comment Or On the Instagram Or on the blog Right So this is what happens Right Is that Witches are held captive By this Quite rudimentary tool But apparently If the witch Cuts the rope She will turn into a goat And uh Goats get eaten. (laughs) They do not get revered in Africa. They get eaten. Or they fail to find things to eat. It's a a tough life for a goat. So most of these ladies, they choose to be witches. Right? Also because there's a lot of superstition. There's There's a lot of fear in turning into a goat. So, which is why I presume that When Shula is put to that ultimate test, right? Because obviously the chicken dies outside the hole. When she's put to that ultimate test, right? We have strapped this thing on you. It's up to you whether or not you cut it. And That she's left in a shed overnight. Then the next morning, of course, she doesn't cut it because she's a little girl, scared. Most people wouldn't cut that. What if I do turn into a goat? Now, most people who are exposed to that don't. Now, The issue of alienation then comes through in the movie as you sort of witness. There's a sort of question within you. Is, are they a witch? Are they truly a witch? Because it never is clear whether or not Shula is a witch. No, it's quite ambiguous. Now listen. It's quite novel to be an eight-year-old witch. Never heard of an eight-year-old witch. Um, in any culture, of course, witches looked down on, whether it's uh, medieval England or 21st century Africa, which should sort of go over there but you never expect it it's always the old lady with no husband and 50 million cats in her house that's the witch so there's a bit of notoriety around and the minister the worker Mr. Banda the worker in the ministry starts to exploit her you know she does witch things she holds a trial right trial of theft where at court, Shula is taken to be the judge and Somebody has stolen this grandpa's dowry money That he was supposed to use to sort of pay dowry for one of his sons or grandsons And so the suspects are put up in front of her It's always young black men <sighs> And in that moment she doesn't know Who could possibly be the suspect She even calls back to uh, Her fellow witches Who are slaves and asks her Asks them Hey um What I'm stuck What am I supposed to do And the goggles The grandmother say pick the dark one It's always the dark one (laughs) but there's like three dark ones. And it's like, just, you know what to do. And so she just picks randomly a guy called Nelson. Nelson is adamant that he's not, it's, it's not him who stole these things. And when they go back to Nelson's house, they find a bag with money. And it's confirmed that Nelson is the thief. I mean, it could just be a random bag with money. That happens to be in Nelson's house It doesn't mean that's the bag Of stolen money But then It sort of puts you in a question Like how Is she a witch? But then the culture of exploitation Gets so Unsettling Because she is a child Who is supposed to be going to school And she's made wary of that By the witches themselves By her fellow gang of traveling witches Right? They travel on a truck, right? And on the truck The pylons are sort of put in place And then they go work fields Or in a quarry Crushing rocks That's their life They've been alienated to their life To that life Without really knowing whether or not they are witches, because they it, 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 it does seem they just sort of chance that this girl picked out the supposed thief. Now you, you, there's so many questions that are left unanswered: Is she the thief? Is she not the thief? The scenes in which... The same thing happens The same sort of Sequence happens Where she picks out a guilty party Amongst the hotel staff And she never really know Whether she's right or not But as the movie progresses As Mr. Banda gets more comfortable Exploiting her He literally looks at her In a devious manner And says yeah, Me and you are going to make a lot of money A lot of money In return In return Mr. Banda Gives certain gifts to the, to Shula as a token of appreciation for good work. Gin, two bottles of gin, a basket full of two top bottles of gin, some oranges, yogurt. I saw yogurt and bananas, and she gives them, and he gives it over to the traveling band of it, just so that he'd die, you know, because there's still. Some superstition. These witches could curse him. Yeah. And what happens that that really puts it forward that this is not a really happy movie. This the movie takes a turn when Mr. Banda's wife is revealed to be or have been a witch? And she claims that, you know, she's wife of a government official. You know, she claims that she got she got up because she had respectability. She gave whoever were her master's respect. She listened. And then she got married by Banda, who now gives her a nice life, who takes care of her. She's a very pretty woman. You know. That's what you hear from Mr. Banda's wife. That a witch can sort of come up as long as she does what's needed. And as we understand, as I advocate for, against... People who are alienated from society. You might want to talk about young people. The gays. <laughs> women. You know, in certain communities, women are sort of put to the side. Don't talk, women. Whilst we? women are talking. You have your ta- chance. If you ever watched a black Klansman uh you know that in these clan societies you know the input of a terrorist woman wasn't valued you know there's societies in which that happens in some societies albinos are alienated in some societies those who are disabled are so alienated you go live in that corner of your world we will Make that a utopia for you, but as for living in our world, no. Unless you listen and learn and obedient, right? Don't talk out of line and just do what we want you to do. You'll be fine. You will eventually climb the social ladder. Now, now, why am I talking about this topic? Why have I ranted on and on about Muro Indiani? The tale of epileptic fits of, uh, of a 12-year-old. Why am I talking about I Am Not a Witch? If you are part of AfroBloggers, or if you follow the Afro, black Afro bloggers web page, uh, Twitter page, you'd uh, know that there's uh, a blogging festival called the Winter ABC Festival. And weekly, people who are participating in this have a weekly theme to talk about. And this week's theme is advocacy. Advocating well, uh, whatever is deep in your mind. Mental health, LGBT, uh, political issues, religious issues, social issues. I want to talk about social issues. Yes, a lot of things I've just mentioned. I do want to advocate for those things, but I have less knowledge about what those things are about. But in terms of social issues, it's quite clear to me that as an African society, we have an issue with alienating what is unknown or alienating what falls out of the bounds of our Social values, you know diversity within Africa I don't know, it's, it's shunned what is unknown is mysticized right such as in inroy indiani right. in Muroy indiani, they treat a twelve year old with epilepsy right as if he' the product of witching and it's something that needs a traumatic (laughs) uh, really traumatic uh, therapy traumatic uh, black magic therapy which for a 12 year old I'm pretty sure you can imagine how scarring that can be but understanding that that comes from a place of ignorance of not knowing that there is such a thing as epilepsy doesn't, though, excuse that people are getting alienated and treated horribly because of a lack of knowledge. In Muro Indiani, the main character, uh, in, sorry, in I Am Not a Witch, the main character, Shula, is condemned to being a witch because of some rudimentary practice and her silence. She fails to maybe comprehend the questions, the severity, what she is being asked and is silent about it or is unable to respond to such things in such a comfortory conf- I I apologize in in a manner where there's a confrontation between her and the pe- person who asks her because we then see later in the in the movie that she is by all extent you know a normal girl who can Display emotions and communicate her discomfort or I She, you know, but that that is shown in an instance where she is comfortable with the witches. I'm not going to talk too much about I'm a witch now because that is a movie that people have to explore. But I want to talk about what I'm advocating for and why. advocating against the alienation of what is out of our bounds, what ununderstandable, Right? I know people, everyone, is scared of change. The most changes that are put to us are not as big as they are all days as they seem, whether it be organizational change, whether Religious change, whether it be cultural change, political change, it's not as big, but you still have that effect of trying to other. And in society, when we do it, when we look at it in society, I don't want to look at the other categories I just mentioned. When we look at it in society where you are in charge of me, right? That's what Living in society means is that there's an interdependency between everybody. My father depends on me. My mother depends on me. I depend on my mother. Right? Our happiness are linked, and if we see each others as pariahs because of these undesirable traits, it limits how we can understand each other. As a society, we decide that we can only understand each other with these bounds. This is the norm. Anyone who falls out of these bounds, there must be something wrong. And for that, they need to be put in their own enclave. Where they do their own things. Who sets the norms? It's very, very important. Why are those norms set? Who is it important for? Does it actually benefit the person who those norms are faced for? Like a woman, we hear a lot of talk about how feminism is supposedly destroying the African family, as if African families have never been destroyed in the past, or as if African families are not thriving right now, as if there are no African billionaires in the age of feminism, as if. is still that essence of othering in putting feminists into an alien bracket as if they have 3 arms and 4 breasts it's not useful for us to understand a changing world Tomorrow I'm going to talk about metamorphosis as I try and deeper explain what I'm advocating for. And how we can see when somebody changes outside of the normal bound. Here in this episode, we've taken a look at somebody who is identified by society as having changed. But what if somebody actually changes, becomes something else? What is that like? Hmm? How does the person? What does? How does the person in society now relate to that change? How do they treat them, especially when there's socioeconomic economic factors to consider? Breadwinners, or you know, we talk about midlife crisis. Why a grown man can't buy a a bike? Why not? You know. But this has been me, Tino Mazzibs. And I hope you've enjoyed Just a Review podcast. If you have, subscribe. But also check out my other content at the New African Identity blog. That's newafricanidentity.wordpress.com. I know I speak really slowly with a lot of pauses, but I often have to do that so that I can understand what comes out next. I can triple my words. But check out my other content. I have a YouTube channel, Mazibs263. It's got a lot of my legacy content because I haven't been able to make content as of recently. There's a reason for that. and One day we'll get to that. Check out my blog, newafricanidentity.wordpress.com. You're already at the podcast. So follow, subscribe. I'll see you later.